This is Logic, the short and sweet podcast giving you the off the record lowdown on your everyday legal questions. Today, we are talking with Mr. Vince Riggs, the Fayette County Circuit Court Clerk. Um, the service often gets a lot of questions about what the clerks are able to say and do and where forms are located and all sorts of good stuff. So today, we're going to talk with him and get a little bit of those questions answered. Let's get started. All right, Mr. Riggs, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, as we know, I'm Vince Riggs. I graduated from Lafayette High School here in Lexington. Mm -hmm. I went to the University of Kentucky where I obtained a degree in psychology. And then later, I went to law school in Virginia and graduated law school in 2006. I practiced law in the areas of immigration, civil, and family law until I was elected in 2013. Um, and I was re-elected as a circuit court clerk um, in 2018. Um, and I believe I'm probably the first attorney uh, circuit clerk in Fayette County. Oh, wow. So that's kind of a neat thing. Yeah, so. that is. Okay. And you've just practiced everywhere. Yes. In it all. Yeah, a little bit of everything. Um, how did you like Virginia? <laughs> I like Virginia. It's a pretty state. It's yeah. a pretty state. I liked it. It's a lot like Kentucky. Mm -hmm. It's a commonwealth like Kentucky. Uh, the laws are a little bit different, mm -hmm. but um, but it, it's it's a beautiful state. It is. Um, I was up there a lot when I went to U-Pike. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. We were over there playing softball all the time. Sure. Um, so we'll start off pretty simple, something that the public probably doesn't know, but what is a clerk? What do they do? What services do they provide? Sure. Um, the circuit court clerk is responsible for managing all circuit and district court records. Um, we are the Kentucky Trial Court. We receive lawsuits, uh, court documents. We record legal documents. Uh, we provide uh, legal documents and other materials. Um, we schedule juries. We receive and disperse money. Um, we maintain the jury system in most counties. Fayette's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. We have court administrators, okay. one in district and one in circuit that handle our jury systems. Uh, we administer oaths. Uh, we handle affidavits. And we also issue driver's license and non-driver uh, ID cards, basically. Okay. Uh, circuit court clerks are all elected in all 120 counties. And we serve a term of six years. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Yep. Um, so you all are a liaison for lots of different things. We are. We are. Our office is separate. I think a lot of people get us confused. Mm -hmm. We are completely separate from the judge's office. We are separately okay. elected and have a separate office and separate responsibilities. All right. Um, so that will lead into our next question. What is the difference between the clerks in the district, circuit, and county? Sure. I'll start the lowest level, which is the small claims division in the district court. And those are all um, lawsuits that involve monies or monetary amounts up to $2,500. Yes, $2,500. Y'all hear that? $2,500. Yeah. <laughs> if it's above $2,500 but not more than $5,000, that's in the district court civil division. So one step up from okay. the small claims division in district court. And then all um, um, lawsuits above $5,000 are in the circuit court. Um, and a little bit more to distinguish the two courts in the district court. Uh, the district uh, court has jurisdiction over probate, okay. um, mental health um, cases, um, juvenile cases okay. involving juveniles. Um, we have our, um, and of course, anything that's a misdemeanor or traffic is all, cases are also handled in the district court building. Mm -hmm. In the circuit court building is where family court's located. And as I mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. any lawsuits over $5,000 and any felony uh, indictments are handled over in the um, um, circuit court as well. Those cases that happen uh, to occur in district court can be appealed 
and they are appealed directly to the circuit court judges. Awesome. So you all stay really busy. We have 112 deputy clerks in both buildings, including driver's license, and wow. we're one of two counties, us and Jefferson, that never close. We're open 24 hours a day uh, for um, domestic violence victims. Oh, wow. Well, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about, there's going to be some changes. There's going to be a new law library? Yes. It's we are um, going to do what has been done in a lot of counties where we're going to house one of our appellate judges in the Asher Judicial Center, which is what these buildings are called. Are called. Um, and it's a, it's a way to save money and it's a way to uh, condense our footprint um, with outside leases. Why not just use the government building that we already mm-hmm. have? Um, you know, use the parking that we already have right. in the building. So our um, appellate court judge is going to assume the space that's currently designated for our law library. Mm-hmm. And then our law library will move to the basement lower level of our circuit court building. We've seen over the years that the use of the law library has evolved, as all okay. things in the court system have. But it's evolved more so, you know, less lawyers are using Mm -hmm. uh, books Uh, a lot of them some still do Mm -hmm. but most do not Um, they are using computer access which they can access from the office their office but state law requires that all counties uh, courthouses must have a law library adjacent or near their courthouses there's therefore we have changed uh, and modified with the law library trustees the use Mm -hmm. we're seeing more uh, self-represented litigants those who choose not to um, obtain an attorney uh, to do their own legal research with the law library is a public um, facility that can be used by and what anyone. was that term called again? Self-represented so, litigants. Yes, Those, okay, we talked about that in the legal aid episode. That was a new term for me as well. Yes, it used to be called our term pro se, which yes. is a Latin term to represent yourself. Mm-hmm. But most people that are pro se don't understand that term and so uh, the new term and and the better term right. is self-represented litigants because you do not have to have an attorney i highly encourage it in a lot of cases yes but there are times when if you want to represent yourself that is your constitutional right okay uh, so can anybody use the law library is that for attorneys or it's for anybody okay uh it was in the very beginning in early times probably used more mm-hmm. by attorneys just because of the very nature of the books and the right. language uh, but now we have and have seen a, um, a dramatic increase in self-represented litigants using the law library as well. Okay, that makes sense. So what resources do they provide? Like who would benefit from using the law library? Those self-represented litigants, that what they were? Mm-hmm. That was the term. Um, so in what cases do you see people represent themselves the most? Probably in family court matters, uh, custody, <laughs> Um, child support, uh, visitation. Mm-hmm. We see a lot of uh, movement in that area. Expungements. We have an expungement okay. form. So a lot of people want to get things that they're entitled to expunge off their records for employment purposes or the military. Uh, we've seen a lot of uh, increase, but probably mostly mostly would be uh, family court cases. Okay. So they ha- do have forms in the law library? People could locate forms there? Yes, we do have a, a limited amount of forms in our law library. Um, there are motion forms, um, like I said, for custody, child support, and visitation. Um, there are forms. Right. So where we, as the law library and as the my official title with the law library mm-hmm. is the uh, ex officio, which means that by the nature of my constitutional office, I'm also the county law librarian. 
So we're responsible for making sure the books get put on the shelves and that sort of thing. And so we have assumed that role of making sure the forms in the law library as a, as a courtesy and a service to the public awesome. we serve. Um, and I do, people often call the service and they'll want those forms and fill them out themselves. And I have to reiterate to them, like, you can do this yourself, but nobody at the courthouse can tell you how to do it, what you filled out wrong, which in most cases you end up having to hire an attorney anyway. Um, so the clerks are not, they cannot give any legal advice, just as me. Like, I cannot do that. And yeah. people really have a hard time. They, they do. And it's a, it's a, it's a, a line that is pretty well drawn in mm-hmm. the sand and people tend to go over it. But, you know, it's a misdemeanor. It is a criminal act yep. to practice law without a license. And so where we can tell you procedures, mm-hmm. when court's going to be, you know, how the judge likes documents, we can tell you that. Um, but we cannot dispense any sort of legal advice. And a lot of people, um, especially, especially self-represented litigants, um, do take issue with us not being able to give them legal advice. They may not think it is, but any time that you're going to advise someone how a case should be should proceed or may um, be disposed of by the court is legal advice. But like I said, we'll tell them what time court is. We'll show them where the forms are. We'll remind them, don't forget to put your date of birth on there. We can do that <laughs> yeah. sort of thing. Okay. Um, but anything more than that is probably more than we probably can. Right. Um, so let's move on into the new driver's license. Those are starting to kind of roll out or we're seeing more news articles about it. And it seems like there's a little bit of confusion. There is. And, the and, and there has been some confusion since probably the 1940s, 1950s. Mm-hmm. Uh, the circuit court clerk has been the issue of driver's license and, and, and IDs. Um, in 2000, and I believe, uh, well, early 2000s, the federal government mandated the Real ID Act or passed the Real ID Act, which required enhanced driver's license. And so states were given about 10 years to get um, to become compliant with the new federal rules. Um, states are still uh, trying to navigate those rules, uh, but Kentucky began issuing um, real ID in the circuit clerk's office, I believe, earlier this year. Um, and the Department of Transportation soon realized that our office is simply not equipped mm-hmm. to handle um, the load and uh, influx of people obtaining real IDs. And so they assume that role themselves. Okay. And so I anticipate, I assume, that the General Assembly will probably address that in early 2020, hopefully to permit right. um, and to facilitate the Department of Transportation okay. to assume the role. Now, as of today, the Department of Transportation issues, issues all real IDs. The Circuit Clerk's Office does not and does not plan to issue those driver's licenses. Okay. Unless and so those new ones are... The major difference is being able to fly, right? Correct. So you, theoretically, you could still fly without a real ID. You mm-hmm. didn't have to provide something else, say a passport. Um, and there are other uh, documents that the uh, And I think TSA, it's all on the website. It's all on the website. And it's also listed when you go to the airport. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually on, I was just there, went to Mexico a few weeks ago, and they had a huge poster board explaining that. So um, it's not required at this point mm-hmm. until October 1st of 2020. Kentucky okay. did receive an extension, so there's no reason to run out and get that mm-hmm. at this point. Um, but um, thereafter, unless Kentucky receives another extension, that would be the deadline to get one in, in order to fly. Quite honestly, I have a passport, mm-hmm. um, so I'm probably not going to get one because I can right. just carry you have it that anyway. Other, yeah. um, but those all, I think I read too that those also 
to get on military like yeah so on bases? military bases you will have to have a real id or federal installations uh, a lot of places in dc uh, but again if you have a passport you can use that okay well. so you just need that other document which i when i heard about the new driver's license rolling out i did a lot of research about it um, and there's a pretty interactive form i can't remember the website but you just put in like what infer what, what driver's license you would want at the end it was like these are the documents that you would need to bring today yeah and i'll give you that website it's www.drive.ky.gov so drive.ky.gov and that's Perfect. the department of transportation's website very interactive it very, is very nice interactive. laid out mm -hmm. uh, i'm is. very impressed with it it was super simple Absolutely. and i printed all those things out so when it does come time for me to get that all I can do is pull that out and be like, this is what I need to bring with me that day. Sure. So super easy to check out. Um, and the last question I had, we pretty much already covered why can't clerks give legal advice or tell you where things are located and that sort of thing. That's right. I mean, we can give you procedures, um, you know, court times. We'll even tell you what the judge likes you to wear to court. So mm -hmm. if you're wearing something inappropriate, we'll let you know that yeah. he or she, you know, would not prefer that to happen um, So or not prefer that to be worn. Uh, we've done that before, and I think that the public, um, you know, uh, I think the public appreciates it. I did want to add something as well yeah. that I was thinking about. We often get confused with the county clerk. Okay. Uh, many, many years ago, long before we were even on this earth, um, <laughs> you and I, the county clerk and the circuit clerk were one office. Okay. And then years and years ago, they were separated, and so there was a clerk of court, which essentially is what I do, and then there's the county clerk. County clerk handles the recording of wills, property, uh, they also, uh, recording of property deeds. Um, they also handle uh, car tags, uh, car taxes on your car. Um, they also handle uh, the um, notary public okay. uh, forms. They issue those. So that's all handled by the county clerk. People often get us confused. We're used to it in both yeah. offices, so right. we usually can direct them. And our offices do work uh, in tandem together right. since we receive wills through our probate division, and those have to be recorded. We, as a courtesy, help record those at the county clerk's office. We take the funds here, and then we right. transfer the money over there. So we are a very, it's a very good partnership. Yes, like in, yes it is. Um, well, that's all I have. I think those were... So the things we get lots of questions about or they'll say the, the county clerk's office or the circuit clerk's office told me to give you all a call and so we pretty work pretty closely together as far as that information as well um is there anything else you would like to add or um no i think um i think that uh that yeah, pretty that much was, covers it that was all great information lots of new stuff for me um the courthouses are located on North Limestone? Yes, the circuit court building is 120 North Limestone Street and then right adjacent to the left of the circuit court building is the district court building which is 150 North Limestone Street and there's a parking structure um, attached to the district court building yes. on Bar Street. Good, good information to know. And if you ever find yourself in need of an attorney, um, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter or you can give the lawyer referral service a call at 859 Two two five eight six four four.